My name is Marie, and this is Likened Unto Me, my personal scripture journey. In the last episode, Press Forward Times Three, I talked about the cycle of pressing forward, how baptism is the gate into the straight and narrow way, and the straight and narrow way is what leads us to eternal life. We have to keep pressing forward, repenting when we get off the way and getting back on. Now, this straight and narrow path is the only way back to live with God. Nephi says it in 2 Nephi 31, and Christ is that way. And that can feel a little overwhelming, that there's only one way. We sing hymns in primary and in church meetings about choosing the right way. And somehow through the years, I got it into my head that there was only one right way to do things. We're supposed to be perfect, right? Jesus taught the Nephites that they should be perfect, even as the Father which is in heaven is perfect. I always thought that if everyone was perfect, things would be pretty boring because we would all do the same thing. And if I'm being totally honest, I still kind of do. But I think my mind is slowly being opened to not see it that way. That even in perfection, there is variety. When Jesus was 12 years old, Mary and Joseph lost him during their yearly trek to Jerusalem. They thought he was with the family as they all were leaving to go home, but he wasn't. They had to go back, and after three days of searching, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, and they were hearing him and asking him questions, as the Joseph Smith translation says. Now, having kids of my own, I can sympathize a little better with what Mary might have been going through for those three days. I have a 13-year-old. The worry would be crippling if I couldn't find him for three days. So when they find Jesus, they let him know that they sought him sorrowing. They were stressed out and worried. Any parent would be. And Jesus answers and says he was about his father's business. And didn't they understand that? Somehow, even though his mother was worried, Jesus was still doing what was right by being in the temple conversing with the doctors. And we usually focus on the part of the story where we see that Jesus knew from a young age who his father was and that he had a work to do here. But the story got me a little differently not too long ago. So after Jesus is found and they have this little conversation, Luke says, And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. And the thing that got me was the question, why didn't he go back to the temple? If he was about his father's business, why didn't he go back? And one answer that came to me that it could be was that it was right to be teaching in the temple and it was also right to follow his mother and be subject or obedient to her. Both of those things were right. So maybe there is more than one right that we can choose. I looked and searched and Googled the scriptures like crazy, and I cannot find one place in the standard works where it is written to choose the right. Exactly like that. This is a modern phrase we have, and maybe you're not like me and you didn't take it to the extreme that there is only one right choice. And I hope that's the case because the pressure that comes on your shoulders to try to find the only one right way to do everything 
is ginormous. You even doubt promptings you get because maybe it wasn't the most right one. It's kind of ridiculous. But this thought, that there can be more than one right choice, has brought me comfort and peace, and also given me space to let myself learn through trial and error. Moroni, in copying down a letter from his father Mormon, gave us the way to judge things. For everything which inviteth to do good and to persuade to believe in Christ is sent forth by the power and gift of Christ. Wherefore, you may know with a perfect knowledge that it is of God. King Benjamin taught, I cannot tell you all the things whereby you may commit sin, for there are diverse ways and means, even so many that I cannot number them. And I'm beginning to think that the opposite may also be true, that there are diverse ways and means to do what is right, as long as it inviteth to do good and to believe in Christ. No amount of good we do will make up for our sins. That's not how it works. But the good we do, the effort we make to do ever better, shows Christ that we choose to follow him. And then he, the perfect one, the way, the truth, and the life, pays our debt. He made up for our sins, and his atonement gives us enabling power to do better. Thanks for listening. Any quotes or scriptures or stories that I used are cited in the description. This is likened unto me, my personal scripture journey.